When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Rob Hale, we spoke a lot about the NBL One competition last week, and mm. we're big basketball fans now, big local basketball fans. And to continue the conversation, we are lucky enough to be joined by the coach of the Darwin Salties women's team in the NBL One competition, Rod Tremlett. Rod, do we have you? Morning, guys. How are we? Very good, thanks. Thanks very much for taking the time out of your morning to join us. Hey, it's been a great start to the season. Have you been happy with the early performances from the team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, early season for us always a little bit tough um, because we uh, don't participate in the uh, NBL One Blitz, the pre-season tournament, uh, yeah. like some of the uh, Brisbane teams get to do. Um, so uh, it's always tough coming out of pre-season up here where you're largely scrimmaging against each other. Um, so it's a bit hard to know where you kind of sit. But, um, yeah, wins in the first two rounds, obviously, are pleasing and um, big challenge this, uh, this Saturday, tomorrow night. What are the keys to victory against? Are the Cyclones that you're playing tomorrow night, what are the keys to victory in that one? Yeah, um, Rockhampton, good side also, 2-0. and um, So it's going to be a really great test for us. Um, they have uh, Lauren Hurd uh, at the point guard position. Uh, Lauren was our replacement uh, American import last year, so she played some games with the Soldiers, about uh, 12 games of this last season. Really quality uh, import guard, played at TCU NCAA Division One for four years, um, so she's a real quality point guard. They have Lara McSpadden at the five, uh, who's uh, just finished the season with Townsville in the WNBL, um, six foot five. Big uh, girl, still fairly young, uh, 22 years old. So she's a quality big. Um, we're going to put some work into her. And then they're uh, second American as well, uh, 6'1", 6'2", power forward. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have our hands full. But um, we think we've got a game plan uh, ready to go. And uh, it's uh, going to be a really good test on Saturday night, tomorrow night for us. Rod, what's the percentage between local players and imports at the Salties? And is it hard finding that blend between those local players and those from interstate or overseas? Yeah, a little bit. Um, we've got 14 on the roster this year. Um, five of those girls are locals. A um, couple of the girls are that are from overseas or interstate. And Erin Bowman, our American import, she played in the DBA last year season, stayed on um, after the salty season after getting injured. Um, young Jess Boundy, who's uh, originally from the Gold Coast, uh, played some games with Anset as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've got sort of five uh, Territorians in the group out of the 14. Um, we think that's a pretty good mix. Um, we're pleased that uh, we've got a bit of youth that's come through the Basketball Northern Territory High Performance Program as well in um, Sophie Palmer and Amy List. So we're proud that those two guys have uh, 
um, come right through the pathway and now made it all, to, all the way to the NBL one team. Um, and then, yeah, the challenges of uh, recruiting and um, trying to retain players here is, is a battle. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in our second year as a franchise and um, the idea, obviously, and the dream one day would be to have the whole team based uh, out of local players. But while we're establishing the franchise um, and, and wanting to remain competitive, um, we have to supplement that uh, you know that team with um, interstate and overseas based players, similar to most of the teams in the competition. To be truthful. Yep. So, is it difficult attracting players? You sort of touched on it before, but is it difficult to attract players to come play in Darwin, or is it something that's perhaps a an advantage to recruiting players? So, for example, if a territory team were to go into the AFL, there would be many people that would say that's a hindrance to the development of the team, and oh, it would be hard to get superstar players from say out of Victoria to to relocate to the Northern Territory. But at a at a state league level, so at an NBL one level or at say a VFL level, it can be quite an advantage where it's a bit of an exotic place to live and, and you know try something new you know to go out and play down to play for the salties it, it's that's very exciting so do you think it's more of an advantage or a disadvantage the location of the team yeah it was it was one of the things when we we're kind of putting the franchise together about you know how would that go attracting players i mean i've got to say certainly in the first two years of building the roster um been pleasantly surprised both on the men's and women's side to be honest that players are keen to come and obviously we've attracted the calibre of WNBL and NBL players here in our first two seasons um, with the boys with um, you know Maka so um, McClutch Malawatch who's just re-signed now yeah. signed with the Sydney Kings um, and same with us we've uh, been able to attract Chelsea Brook who's uh, plays with the WNBL for the Adelaide Lightning Ruby Porter who's a development player with, um, was last year with Bendigo so, yeah, we, we really haven't found it as a hindrance. And what we're finding now is once players get up here and um, understand that, you know, in the dry season in Darwin, being uh, God's country up here and not worrying about the freezing cold in uh, Brisbane and Melbourne and these kind of places, um, you yeah, know, people are really loving it. And I think they also love the fact that it's a kind of one-team town. Um, the access to mm. the facilities are, are really good. Um, so we don't have a battle getting on court during the day, um, you know, and just really enjoying the territory and everything it's got to offer in the dry has uh, been a huge benefit for us. How have the Darwin Salties contributed to the growth of basketball in the Northern Territory? Have you noticed a tangible difference? Like, for example, I'm a school teacher and I can just feel the excitement. I think basketball as a sport and, and, you know, as much as we love the Salties and how everything's going there, it's it's sort of the rise of the NBA and pop culture as well um, that has sort of contributed to that growth. So everyone's uh, shooting a basketball these days and, and do you think that the Darwin Salties have played a role in that? Oh, no doubt. I mean, I know the Darwin Basketball Association um, had multiple years of 30% growth and so, you know, a tangible example there is Sundays uh, at the Darwin Basketball Association used to be uh, club training day only. Uh, now that whole day from 9am to 5pm is, is full just with the under-14s competition. So we've gone yeah. from having no games on a Sunday and, you know, all those junior teams playing on a, on a Saturday or in the evenings during the week to a full day of competition on a Sunday just to fit everyone in. I think the boys' competition now goes down to six divisions um, in the under-14. So the growth's been amazing. I think, um, yep, the NBA certainly has its, its place and, um, um, and, and some role to play in the resurgence of the game, but I don't think we can overshadow the performance of the boomers and the way you know patty mills mm. 
put that team on his back at the Olympics and uh, and got that elusive bronze medal or that elusive medal in the Olympic Games. And then uh, on the women's side with the Women's World Cup uh, last year and, um, you know, all the hype around Lauren Jackson coming back and, and the ladies being able to secure a bronze medal at the World Champs. So it's been a bit of a, a perfect storm um, in terms of uh, reinvigoration of the game. And um, to see kids, you know, you go to Casarina and see kids walking around in Casarina in a Salty's you know, t-shirt or a salty mm. singlet um, is unreal, and um, yeah, it's really been, exceeded all our all our hopes. So it's uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, we talk about some of Australia's basketball stars. As a Brooklyn Nets man, I just hope for a little bit more from Benny Simmons, but here's hoping. Hey, is this the pathway? Uh, the Salties team is this the pathway to an, a territory NBL team? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we know, you know, I think kind of done much more than we have with the way the Salties have established in the first two years. Uh, we led the country in attendance uh, in our games and we also led the country in online viewership. So the appetite for an NBL team is certainly here, I think. Um, as you know, as with everything, with the size of our jurisdiction and everything else, it's going to take a significant um, level of support from local business and, and government to ensure the ongoing financial stability of it. But I just think with our... Um, proximity to Asia as well and potential expansion plans by the NBL and wanting to try and get up into Asia and um, expand that way. I mean, we're perfectly, perfectly placed uh, to be in the NBL and, you know, um, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise us to see that in the next kind of two to three years that um, there'd be an announcement uh, in that way. And we think the way that needs to be done is in, con- you know, in uh, conjunction with the Solis. It's similar the way Cairns kind of run their NBL 1 and NBL program um, as well. So, um, you know, we're, uh, we're learning every day as a franchise here, um, both on and off the court. And um, I think, you know, all these experiences that we're getting at the moment is going to stand us in good stead moving forward, talking NBL and, and also WNBL. Nah, sounds good, mate. It certainly would be exciting times for territory sport in general uh, and, of course, territory yeah. basketball. Hey, before we let you go, do you have a prediction for the NBA championship this year? Are you in the Bucks corner? Are you a Celtics guy, the Suns? Who's your tip? Uh, well, I'm a Bulls guy, actually, and I'm from the era when uh, Michael Jordan basically got me into the game. Um, oh, the love go. of the game and watching him play, um, which is a bit sad. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do like the Bucks. Um, you know, I, I think they do have the team that can can get it done. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty even comp. I mean, I obviously love watching Josh Giddy play at OKC and the way he taught stuff. How uh, good was he yesterday? Yeah. Short of a triple double um, was uh, was awesome to see as well, and um, you know just the quality of players going in with Jock Landale at Phoenix and that. So for me, I guess now uh, the Jordan kind of era is over. Um, I'm more uh, keen on watching the Aussies uh, do their thing over there in the NBA and trying to jump on the bandwagon with any of the teams that got the Aussies involved. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Awesome. Thanks very much for joining us this morning, and good luck over the weekend. Anytime, guys. Hey, all the best. Thank you. Cheers. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.